They share kitchens on, on the curry mile. Doesn't matter what place you go to, you know? Right. I feel like the curry so mile just has a share. big central kitchen in the basement. Well, almost, and there's a big vat of generic curry and it just goes up on a conveyor belt into each curry house. Whatever like you order. Coven, there's just loads of like just fucking cauldrons bubbling away. Yeah, and then they have yeah, more cauldrons. Food when everyone gets everything, you go, oh, that korma looks like that Jalfrezi. And that Jalfrezi yeah. looks like that biryani. You go, it's just all the same. Just yeah. curry. <laughs> Hello, it's time for another edition of the Movie Men in Lockdown. My name's Callum O'Toole and with me this week is Ollie Britton. How are you, Ollie? You been busy? Oh, so busy. Yeah? Just doing lockdown Talking stuff, you know, it. like um, writing loads. That's what yeah, every creative is telling themselves. But um, yeah, we're writing, which is cool. We are. We are. Um, what else am I doing? Lots of sports. I'm writing, you're telling me how shit it is. That's, that's no, basically what's... No, no, they don't. <laughs> no, I don't. No, it's not bad, is it? Yeah, feel busy. Yeah. Sweet, sweet. And then I've got Johnny Smith. I know what you've been up to. You've been what you've been going full lockdown and watching Euro ninety six in its entirety. I have. I mean it's I thought this would be good. I'll watch every single game. And what? I've watched about five and now I'm like, this is too much old football. Johnny, I, I wish really. I was you. I wish uh, I could I watched, do these things Holland, with my life. Holland Scotland yesterday. God it was shit. Was it? Awful. No one's surprised by that. I mean, yeah, but you think, oh, you know, this is sort of Holland on the cusp of a of a golden generation, you know, Cliver and Seydorf, David, and instead you've just got them being utter shit and Scotland just ten men behind the ball, one shot on target, two hours of my life wasted in lockdown again. I was absolutely going to do that, like watch these old games, and I was like, I don't need to do that. I need no, to do no. something else. <laughs> and it's educational. It's educational. Yeah. Like the if you watch like when they the highlighted classics so like if they do four yeah. three Liverpool Newcastle I'm in, I'm in. Yeah. but I'm not going to sit down and watch ninety minutes and just like well, I'm just living in for- hope because I don't know what the scores are in a lot of the group games so I'm like this could be an absolute banger and then I'm like <laughs> fuck it's nil nil constant disappointment <laughs> well that other voice you can hear there is another of our writing contingent Harry Anton but what I want to know is how are you getting on with the bed oh fuck me it's it's Never so slightly better. No, so I've finished. I've finished. I'm still. I've been knackered since last week, but I've kind of finished the room. But I've painted it with this like really potent paint that still smells like I just painted it, and it's three days in. So I I spent the last two days sleeping not in my room, which now looks great. Well, speaking of worse things, uh, John Krasinski, who's formerly a star of the U.S. Office um, and also a star of The Quiet Place as well, so this is movie-related. Well, he recently officiated a wedding over Zoom. Everything's happening over Zoom now, business meetings and quizzes Sex. and apparently weddings as well. Um, and many of the stars of the U.S. Office also turned up as guests in this U.S. Office-themed wedding. So that put me put something into my mind, and I want to know from you guys... What you think would be the best or worst film to theme a wedding around? It doesn't have to be Zoom related. It can just be any kind of wedding. But what's the best or worst film to theme a wedding around? Johnny, I'll start with you. Well, I mean, there's a there's a lot of films with weddings in, you know, good wedding scenes, sort of the deer hunter, the godfather, the graduate. But I thought, you know, we don't want to replicate a wedding we've already seen. So I thought, what would be a nice thing to do rather than something really horrible, which is 
the way I approach most of the questions on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. So I thought, what about a Wes Anderson-themed wedding? Um, you know, particularly sort of like the Grand Budapest Hotel. It's all very colourful. There's <laughs> lots of bizarre characters. It's all very quaint and nice and pleasant and pastely. And uh, if you did it on Zoom, you could just change the aspect ratio every time, you know, for everyone watching. So that would keep people entertained from talking their dogs. Uh, living rooms. Yeah, talking dogs. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's so many great actors in all those films that, you know, you could just pad it out if no one actually wants to come to your wedding. You know, you can have Harvey Keitel there, who we'll get on to later. You know, Bill Ray Murray. Fiennes, Jason Schwartzman, Owen Wilson. I feel like Wes Anderson's darker than you remember. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're just taking the nice, superficial, glossy <laughs> elements of Wes there Anderson... There'll be an underlining current. There'll be something going on in the wedding that like, <laughs> yeah, no yeah, one's yeah. really well, aware yeah, that, of. That's, that's to come. You don't want to tell people that at the start. <laughs> you're thinking like Royal Tenenbaum style or something. That's my favourite, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> something a bit darker. Yeah, OK. Ollie, what about you? Um, so, I think worst... I was thinking, you know, like really disgusting kind of like the human you centipede. Do. I mean, how horrible! Because there's nowhere to go with it. You're either you're in the front, the middle, or the literally. back. Literally, all the guests wouldn't be in chairs. They'd just be in one long centipede. It'd be like a, it'd be like it'd a be 21st gross. century conga. You know, that's, so how yeah. that's a film. Probably I truly... a less dangerous conga than the one that they did on VE Day, but. <laughs> that's a truly uh, an honest regret of mine is watching that film I wish I could take it back I was like I've, I've nothing I've gained nothing out of watching this other than being appalled and now I've got those images in my at head at what cost to my soul I know and I think best so that's worse if I, do, if I could do two best film I think it'd be quite clever and funny four weddings and a funeral because there'd be loads of niche references to all the different weddings and someone and a few people might come as you know as guests from the funeral which, which could be quite funny so I think that's that's quite like niche kind of you know you'd have to work for that and also you say still, what you see yeah and it would still work for the wedding though that's what I mean so you could still legitimately do it whereas human centipede if you saw that on a wedding you're not going to that wedding are you that's, that's disgusting <laughs> yeah that's that's yeah and Harry uh, I try to not say this but Shimba's list Okay. Wow. <laughs> I went for another dark film, but not quite as dark as as most of the ones that have come out so far. Um, I went with. I was thinking Memento, right? Because if you think about it, weddings are long days. Mm. With the best one in the world, they take ages. How good would it be if you were just can can kept forgetting you were there, and then by the end of it, it would just fly by. And also, <laughs> you've got like all these old like relatives from miles away that you never see so it's a good reason to say why you don't remember them mm. uh, and also you've already got a photographer there so it's going to save on money yeah that's so true so he can just you know just cruising around with his Polaroid just taking anything so not for any of the themes from the film just something practically here that's something Same a man who's planning a wedding says because <laughs> Kathy's yeah. actually I'm just thinking practically about money yes. <laughs> how, who would how do can the I save money and how can I get away with just not speaking to members of my extended family you could definitely get away with being divorced quite easily if you did a mentor wedding you're like yeah. but I tattooed it on my arm no you, yeah. you didn't We're you're still really projecting with your answer to that question Cal yeah, <laughs> you are projecting Harry can I um, not tempt you to change the answer to your question maybe the hills have eyes or the hills have eyes is pretty savage alright <laughs> I'll just go I'll go really quickly in the first one that comes to my head 
Yeah, I like this. This is good. This is an acting uh, exercise. This is like um, seeing a psychologist. Avengers Endgame. So halfway through the wedding, all your guests disappear. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's pretty. That's actually like quite good. But then they come back again. Yeah, that is what happens. Yeah. I mean, it happens the other way around, doesn't it? Yeah, you get that around. weird awkward people like, "Oh, I know him quite well, but he just invited me for the drinks at the end." And it's like, <laughs> and you're like, "Go away." He doesn't like you, Ollie. You're the only one of us who's actually married and had a wedding. Would you have been happy to have half your guests disappear? Or not at the time, but but now, no. Honestly, <laughs> I thought I, I, that that would be very upsetting. You agonise over the guests, don't you? <laughs> you, you agonise over who you're going to invite, who you're not going to, you know, invite. Um, that would be truly, truly horrific. If and also the way they turn into dust, it'd be like ashes. You're like, this is ashes to ashes. This is funeral stuff, not wedding stuff. <laughs> it would what? definitely be your wife. <laughs> that, oh, that'd be a nice twist, though. I mean, if someone was kind of watching. All this. I mean, that would have happened. And Ollie's absolutely punching as well. So if his wife disappeared, <laughs> I'd be like, "This that will never happen again." Well, this is it, Frank. It's now and never. You need to get out of here while you're still single. I, I'm not single. She's thirty yards away from you. You're still single right now. Come on, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Once you give that six months, you don't think that's going to change? I got a wife, kids. Do I sound like a happy guy to you, Frankie? So we're now up to number eight, I think, on our list of 25 films to watch totally free on Netflix and Prime in lockdown. And this week, we are looking at Mean Streets from 1973, film directed by Martin Scorsese. It was his third film. Harvey Keitel plays Charlie, the nephew of a mafia boss in Little Italy, New York, who struggles to reconcile his Catholicism with life working for his uncle and whose reputation among friends and family becomes increasingly compromised by the erratic behaviour of his best friend, Johnny Boy, a local small-time gambler played by Robert De Niro. Here's a little bit of Mean Streets for you. You're still around that kid, Johnny Boy. This Johnny Boy is named after me. Nice, huh? Oh, sure. But this Johnny Boy is a little bit like your friend Groppy, half crazy. I understand you try to help him out because of our family and his family. Well, that's nice, I understand. But watch yourself. Don't spoil anything. Honorable men go with honorable men. Four honorable men. And Johnny Boy. So this one was picked by Johnny for the pod. So Johnny, why did you choose Mean Streets? Um, I mean, I think, you know, Martin Scorsese is always, always a great shout. Um, you know, he's... he's had such a fruitful long career um and, you know has made a surprisingly diverse range of films but i thought you know we could have picked sort of goodfellas or you know even the irishman taxi driver all these classics but actually i think you know mean streets is one that i haven't seen for a long time and uh, it's kind of you know good to go back and sort of see where it all began see where sort of you know a lot of those sort of early techniques and ideas come from, you know, that have sort of have become his, his signature style in, in filmmaking. So I thought, you know, a good one to revisit and see how it holds up in, see, you know, light of, of 50 years of filmmaking. So, Harry, I'm going to come to you next. How does it hold up? <laughs> so, uh, full disclosure, I uh, I did turn it off halfway through. <laughs> but, and so it, it holds up well? It wasn't because... Like I, it wasn't because of the, the how bad the film was. I just felt I was very tired, and the the, the, the middle bit. I, I, what Johnny said is very important. It makes loads of sense, and you could see some early Scorseseisms. But the the bit that I couldn't like get hold of of like the story or what they were ever talking mm. about. 
I think it took more concentration than I had at that particular time. Do you know what I mean? The 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 writing was like really hundred percent know what you mean. Really actually. lucid, and it was hard to grasp. I, I, for whatever reason, it just didn't hold me at all. Like you said, Harry, you're like, what is the storyline? Um, but I kind of didn't mind it because I think Johnny touched on it last night when we were watching the film. It's I I do enjoy when I feel like they're selling you the tone of the place and the sort of New York. They're trying to sell like the it's the mean streets of New York in the gutter because they're kind of what it's called is they're in the mafia but they're not like top dogs. That's the biggest thing I enjoyed about this film is that most of the gangster films are all about the mm. top dogs, you know, doing something big. And yeah, they normally have the little dog, you know, the kind of like the henchmen in there. But this is all about like tier three mafia. So yeah. for those reasons, I really enjoyed it, even though I do know what you're Half saying. Half an hour. It took. It, I'd say I agree with Harry massively on the how difficult it was to get into it for me. And when you struggle to concentrate on something like that, it's very difficult to follow. But like in terms of, we said it was Scorsese, one of his earliest films. Um, it's also a very early film for Robert De Niro and Harvey Keitel. And Johnny, you said the the incredibly rogue statement that Harvey Keitel is right up there with De Niro and Pacino, but but it doesn't get the recognition so you've got the floor to justify that well I mean I I think you know obviously I think Robert De Niro and Al Pacino have had bigger careers and bigger films and you know a lot more um, of those sort of you know big leading roles it's kind of interesting you know in this film that obviously Robert De Niro is, is very much a sort of unknown young actor coming through as is Harvey Keitel and they're sort of you know they they don't have that um, sort of hierarchy at that point, you know, where Robert De Niro is clearly the biggest star. But I think Harvey Keitel is a much more subdued presence, where sort of Al Pacino and Robert De Niro are big showmen. And I think he sort of has that intense seriousness that I think really works. And perhaps, you know, had he got the roles, something like Apocalypse Now, which he was originally down to be the lead in before Martin Sheen got the part, uh, you know, who knows? But I mean, Harvey Keitel has a great career, but he's always been that sort of supporting character actor, you know, the sort of Winston Wolf in Pulp Fiction. But now I he think... sells insurance. And now he sells insurance, you know, which you obviously wouldn't get from. So who's the real winner, huh? You wouldn't get that from Robert De Niro and Al Pacino. That's a weird thing for him would. to sell you insurance. Harry, you thought that uh, you weren't that impressed with De Niro. I know you didn't watch the whole thing, but I thought De Niro was great in it personally. But you, mm. you have a different opinion on it. Uh, Johnny, Johnny touched on it. What, so I think the reason Keitel was, I think Keitel was more necessary, more experienced. They'd all been to the same actor studio and stuff. And De Niro was like a protege of that. But I still think he was really honing his talent. And there was stuff that he was doing, which was amazing. But I think his energy was all over the place. And I think later on, in, one of the best things about De Niro is that he can have this manic, not sorry, it, it had this incredible intensity. And that's him just honing that energy and putting it into a scene, which he does load, over and over again in loads of his career. Always more subtle, always more realistic. It felt a little bit like the choices De Niro was making were like, like baby choices. Was well, like, they're I've got much more experimental, I think. Yeah. And so and I think sometimes mean, they land... Uh, and you're like there it is and then other times you're right you're like wow this is very all over the place very you know but yeah that's, and that's yeah and that's why that's why it was it was excusing like okay yeah like meet the fuckers and stuff out of his serious material it was the worst De Niro performance I've ever seen that's amazing I'm really amazed you think that but then I, um... I think he's better in Mean Streets I'm more, I'm more impressed by that performance than I am him and the Irishman because the Irishman it's like paint by numbers De Niro he's like oh mm, I'm the old tough yeah, gangster yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's why I was saying I swayed towards Pacino because I watched The Irishman I was like 
oh, it's just De Niro just kind of like it's easy whereas what Matrix I was like he's so low status he's like this crackhead crazy I was just like I, I was like it's nice to see him do that well well it's interesting this performance he did for the audition for The Godfather he did almost Johnny Boy you can look at online and he can see an audition De Niro does and it's just really over the top and his arms are flailing like that and he didn't get it he's still really charismatic but he didn't get it no, I think yeah just the, just at the last point on um Talking about that, that fact it was so early in all their careers, I think that made such a such an impact. I mean, there's some like so much inadvertent comedy from Scorsese in this, like the fighting, the, the fighting, fight the scene when they're just like rolling around the bar like a bunch of just like random drunks on a Friday night, and then when he pushes the guys over, it's the bowling, like the bowling ball. ball scene. But so swiftly, Johnny, he kind of changes that in his later career. Like, the, the the speed he went from this to something else. Obviously, only three years later, he did Taxi Driver. And Taxi Driver, to me, is, is almost a, pretty much a perfect film, you know, where everything sort of works. Um, less bowling you know, ball knocking people well, yeah, down. Well, yeah, less bowling ball knocking people over. <laughs> I mean, but, you know, everything in Taxi Driver from the score It would have been acting, perfect if it had had, had that. That's what it, that's what it was cars, famously missing. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so you know, I think Taxi Driver it shows you know there's a definitely a a growth in in what Scorsese can do. But I think this isn't because it's such an early film. And if you've you ever watch um, Who's That Knocking at Your Door, which is sort of the the predecessor that Scorsese does before this with Harvey Keitel, it's very very similar and it, it's a lot more experimental and a lot more fragmented. But it's the same sort of lots of popular music choices, the sort of religious iconography, the sort of roving camera work. So there's very much, you know, Martin Scorsese trying to put his personal mark on it in a very identifiable way. Right, let's wrap it up with some favourite and least favourite scenes. <clears throat> I'd imagine, Ollie, you've got a favourite, I'd reckon. Yeah, I, I, I could probably, yes. <clears throat> I mean, my absolute favourite, I mean, I'd love to do two because this is really just one shot. It's so You're early taking on. the piss. I know. It's time to think we've got. I know. Um, the sh- honestly, the first thing you see of Robert De Niro is him yeah. running away from putting this bomb into a bin. And he does the strangest behavior. sequence of things that I'm like, I, I need to I'll watch it over and over, but like, it's so believable and strange. But it's amazing. the way he runs away from this bomb and takes cover, it's very odd. But I was just like, that's an actor, because I just like run away and cover my head, do something boring. I do think the, the fighting scene, because in defense of it, why I think I loved it so much and this is a larger defence of the film, is I think he's striving for realism, like extreme. Because mm. as you said, Harry, at one point, you're like, it's almost like a really realistic fight. Because fights in the movies are like, hey, yeah. you punch me, I punch you. They yeah. don't happen. It is just scrappy and pushy. And it, he almost achieves it at the beginning of the fight. It's just then he has this shot of this guy pushing this other guy for like 60 seconds. And then the volleyball yeah. happened. I like the fight as well. But my favourite bit was really easy. It was, the, um, it was in Jumping Jack. It was in Jumping Jack Flash came on. Nice. I'm worried that it wasn't that song. The De Niro intro scene. I think, yeah. I think it was. I'm not 100% I think sure. It was definitely the Rolling Stones. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah it was definitely Jumping Jack Flash. That was yeah. the Rolling Stones. Johnny, what about you? I love the scene where Harvey Keitel is just absolutely battered in the bar and he's drinking and he's getting drinks thrown at him and the camera is, you know, oh, yeah, sort of mounted cool. to, his, to his face, really you know, good. and so when he moves, the camera moves and it's sort of that really disorienting sense of he's just so pissed, so drunk and things are flying at him. And, you know, you see it in lots of films now as a way to yeah. sort of present characters who, you know, who are either drunk or they're, they're on drugs or, they, you know, they're, they're struggling to maintain their sort of equilibrium. And I think it's just... 
such a sort of experimental idea yeah. that sort of gets thrown in and you know some stuff works and some stuff doesn't but I think it's just sort of you know such a great way of showing how completely off the wall Harvey Keitel is in that moment that was brilliant actually That's I totally cool. forgot about that but now you've mentioned that that was absolutely brilliant like you say you see it all the time now I think they're doing Snatch as well with Mickey when he gets yeah, yeah, the yeah, funeral I'd say for me it was either it was probably the two scenes back to back when Charlie and Johnny Boy uh, have that big rock with Teresa as well on the stairwell and mm. then Teresa has the That's fit moving that and then the next scene when Charlie and Johnny Boy are having the um, disagreement by that garage or like yeah, yeah by the by the grating you were talking about Ollie and he's still like can't cut him loose he's still like lending him money and he's still like yeah, yeah I'm st- you're still my dirt bag mate fuck it yeah, love that. you might have made my girlfriend have a fit on the stairs but you know this is fine I'll just still give you some money yeah. so uh, yeah he just kind of summed up their relationship but yeah I live my life a quarter mile at a time for those 10 seconds or less I'm free Right, it's that time of the week again for Three Fast, Three Furious, and I'm going to hand over to Harry Anton to go through three trailers at light speed. I can't read this very well. What do you mean you can't read this very well? My writing's really bad. All right, you ready? Let's go. Three, two, I really want to do it while you're mid-yawn. Three, two, one, go. Okay, The King of Staten Island with Pete Wentz. He's an SNL. He's the guy that goes out with really hot people. It's one of those films that shows you all the films. Who actually ever asked for that in a trailer? Can I see the whole film, please? Uh, Russell Crowe in Unhinged. It's a story about road rage. It shouldn't really be that scary, but Russell Crowe is genuinely terrifying. And if someone was going to hunt you down and kill you for road rage, I kind of believe that would be Russell Crowe. Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds. This is the easiest 10-second trailer of all time. It's Wreck-It Ralph live action. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wreck-It Ralph live action brilliant and as we always have to do I wasn't listening to any of them so you're going to have to start them all again <laughs> yeah. I just, okay. it's so They're funny actually, how well, much you just not take in what he says you listen to it you're like that was funny but I have no idea apart from Wreck-It Ralph it's a metaphor action. it's a metaphor for my whole life um, I, I went for more positive films I realised that's probably the difference between me being more positive I, I so the first one for, the Russell Crowe one sounded good yeah. yeah, it's like the Hitcher, maybe. It's cleverer because Russell Crowe doesn't he doesn't have to have a hit, but I suppose he kind of needs a hit, and it's it's reframing him as oh. Russell Crowe is like Russell Crowe will have a hit. Don't yeah, you no, worry about no, that. but he no, he just got he's been nominated quite last couple of years for Grammys and stuff. Oh, like maybe yeah, but like he'll. This is the kind of thing is reframing him himself as gonna. He's he's the big bad. If you can get Russell Crowe as a bad guy in the next couple of years, I think I think he'll just I think he'll make. Some decent films. I bet. What was the first? What was the first one? Uh, the King of Staten Island with Pete. Oh Wentz. yes, I saw that trailer the other day. And Pete Wentz is in Fallout Boy. Pete Wentz is the bassist in Fallout Boy. Unless you've got the name wrong. I could have the name. When no, you, 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 when you said Pete, Pete Wentz, did you mean Pete Davidson? No. Do I? No, I do think Pete <laughs> Davidson. <laughs> I love that all, all Cal's been doing for the last 10 minutes is proving us wrong um, we should probably talk about um, Ryan Reynolds doing Re- uh, Wreck-It Ralph live action because I mean I love Ryan Reynolds and I love Wreck-It Ralph so I just, it's that kind of film that someone went into the studio and went Ryan Reynolds Wreck-It Ralph live action and they're like yeah yeah okay here have a hundred million fuck it I don't care I am good at three things fighting screwing and reading the news now, I've already done one of those today, so what's the other one going to be, huh? Oh, okay, great. Now we're at sad. It's time for the news with Harry Anton. I love how the middle part of the show is just like a place for you to express yourself. 
If, if, if you think that if you should think, be the, um, the, the jingle. Yeah. It's the if you think this is expressing myself, then we have a whole host of argument. Well, it should just be NWA, express yourself. I've got huge news, yeah. actually. I went as far as to type in the word film news That's into right. Googly. Um, so... Which one? Which shit? first one? I think Callum be the most excited about this. Well, how how else do you normally get your film news? So Oscar, there's been a, there's been a petition for the film Inside Llewellyn Inside Llewellyn, Llewellyn Davis. Yeah, yeah. So um, Llewellyn Davis on, on Lawrence on, Llewellyn Bowen. Inside Lawrence, Lawrence Llewellyn, Llewellyn Bowen doing what? It's the sequel to The Human Centipede. It's very strange. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the the. Uh, <laughs> Basically, <laughs> this is fabulous. I'm loving this. Um, stick it right there. Uh, <laughs> just tear that wall down. The, what was I going to say? That film has Oscar Isaacs in a main role and it has mm. Adam Driver in a small role. Like a supporting, he's only in one scene. He's fucking brilliant. Um, but uh, he's got loads of like rabid fans. Are they called? Yeah. Fans and, um, of rabbits, yeah. Yeah. And. Uh, Anyway, there's this petition because in Amazon Prime, it lists actors and lists Adam Driver first Ooh. and a couple of others. And then in supporting actor, it lists um, Oscar Isaacs, which is clearly wrong, right? And loads of people are going to see this. No, sorry, Oscar Isaacs fans then pointed it out. So there's been this mistake that's been so seen. So they anything better to do. Yeah, is there a war between the, the Isaacs and the Drivers? That, yeah, yeah that, is, that is one of the problems. The, they wouldn't see yeah. it. The Driver Divers. Is that what they're called? I don't, I don't know. I've just made that up. But I like it. <laughs> second film. Uh, no, sorry. Second bit of news. Uh, Avatar what 2. What was the first bit of news? It was the fact that Amazon Prime... Hey, 10 years ago, Oscar Isaac made a film. Yeah, that was, actually, that was, oh, that was the news. Um, Avatar 2 is uh, the new set photo from filming. I don't know why they're filming or how they're filming because everyone's in lockdown. But Avatar 2... Just CGI. Loads yeah, of CGI. CGI. They just got Andy Serkis wearing a fucking leotard <laughs> prancing around. Essentially, yeah. I think that's how is it he works. in it? Is he in it? Andy, you're not in this. He, he must be. He should be. But you've be. got Grooscrew, mate. Be. You probably won't be in it. No, no. He's just reading fine. Lord of the Rings to them all. <laughs> yeah, still. Stop it, Andy. But Andy, a, Andy, we're going for a take. Could you... Could you it's a thousand that? page book Andy <laughs> chapter one fuck's sake um, <laughs> uh, other huge film news is Frozen 2 the making of is coming to um, to screens in June wow That's we are, we, the barrel is truly scraped Which That's actually say, number number 12 on our list of 25 films to watch so we'll be doing that in a few weeks I don't, I don't think enough love was given to Frozen 1 in this Frozen podcast. 2 the making of yeah, I don't know how they're going to do that. It would just be some guy, some really awkward guy, who's like an animator who shouldn't probably yeah. be being interviewed. He's like, oh, well, yeah, I came in and just uh, started animating. He's like, where's Elsa? No, it's fine. Don't worry. I, I bet they really think that, like, the process of animation is a lot more interesting on film than it is. <laughs> well, this is just the really same thing not, every day. You've just you've got a guy just spending, like, six hours just changing <laughs> one frame. And then, and what, what would you do next? Nothing. Now I do the next frame. I'm just going to change that frame back uh, once there. <laughs> once there. Yeah, actually, the documentary will be three years long, and it's going to be like a 24, like the program 24, only with the Frozen documentary. Well, so like Nothing they have happens. one hour episodes <laughs> of lifetime just, animation. It's, it's real time. It's three it years is, yeah. worth of real You're time. You're slowly animation. watching some guy render Elsa's hair. For like <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm hooked. I bet she's the nicest, gentlest, warmest person ever. Oh, look at that. 
I've been impaled. <laughs> so now we come to the final segment of the show, but also probably the best segment of the show. It's Ollie's challenge. Ollie, you flatter me, I you flatter can't me. wait. What's going on this week? You honour me, you flatter me. Um, so I'm trying to, A, think of new challenges, and B, kind of keep it in line with what's going on. Um, so this week, obviously, we've got gangster films. So I wanted that. And I was like, what can I do? And then, I don't know if you... I, I did a little Boris Johnson impression on, on Instagram, which, which, which people seem to enjoy. breathtakingly good. So I thought, okay, I'll fuse the two. And Ooh. so basically, today's challenge is me doing classic quotes from gangster films in a Boris Johnson voice. <laughs> That's Amazing. perfect. That's Amazing. Okay. And this, is, this really is Ollie's challenge because... You know, I, I, the impression's okay, but to keep it up, it's probably going to sound like something completely different by the end of it. But um, jingle, jingle, it's all these challenge, batten that, yeah. Sorry, I kind of stole. From <laughs> well, that just gets better every time, huh? Too fast, too furious. <laughs> Is that the dying giraffe? It's dying giraffe. <laughs> okay, so number one, and this is what I want. I want the name of the film for a point. I want the actor who is playing the character and the name of the character. So there's three <laughs> points up for grabs. Okay, so, <clears throat> number one, let me just listen to a little Boris get me in the fucking zone here. Yeah. Do you, your feet, okay. Um, here we go. You mean, let me understand this, because, you know, maybe it's me. I'm a little fucked up, maybe. But I'm funny how? I mean, funny... Calamo tool. Uh, Joe Pesci. Correct. Playing Tommy... Is it Tommy DeVito? Correct! In no words. Three points Ooh, for Calamo tool. Good knowledge. Off the bat fight like a cat I amuse you you make me laugh I'm going to fucking amuse you um, yeah it's scary it's, it's scary because it sounds like he's saying that <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Very that, that was his, his speech okay so there we go that's number one so number two here we go this is another big classic so fingers on the buzzers you'll get this quick <clears throat> you want to fuck with me okay you want to play rough okay say hello to my little friend oh Johnny I think was that Johnny? Uh, it's close between Johnny Al, Al Pacino in Scarface playing Tony Montana. Three Excellent points for Johnny. Tony Montana. To be fair, the, the, the audience close. won't know this, but we did all have our hands up at the same time. So. It was I don't think at the same time. I actually think I was first. I, but. Yeah, I feel yeah, I, I, do. Love, I love pretending you weren't first. No, you Calum, always do. Yeah, Callum is recording the call here, so he could probably Ooh, watch a live Fastest, fastest finger first. Rewind that shit. I was first. I will. I'll watch it back. I'll and also, it if back. he is, because I do, I rate that Harry would have known all three there. So um, I saw I'll, Johnny's hand first. But what anyway. I'm going to do is put three in brackets, and then we'll check the live action replay. Okay, this is tough. So this is going to be. T- I probably have to go through the whole thing. There's a few giveaways here, so you might get the film, but I think the whole thing's going to be tricky. So okay. <clears throat> Hi, my name's Al Capone. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> it was a son, Michael, a son, and I had it killed because this must all end. I know now that it's over. I knew it then. There would be no way, Michael. No. Calm at all. Well, you kept saying Michael, so I'm going to assume it's Godfather Part 2. And it's his wife, whose name I don't know. Diane Keating. Yeah, yeah you get a point there for the actress. Yes, good. Uh, yeah, the film is the first Godfather. No, it is Godfather 2. So it is the second uh, time. Callum keeps that point. I already and got the point for the film. Is, yeah, does anyone know the character name? I mean, you Miss, get, Miss Corleone. Well, Something K, Corleone. K Adams Corleone. K Adams Corleone. Also, I find it amazing that Adams can't be a middle name. So was she like, yeah, let's go double barreled, man. Like, was, it, was it K? Was it K? Yeah, K. Yeah, K. 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 No, K. Yeah, like K. Kathy. 
Uh, I think it's just K. Like Paul K. As in K, no. it literally is K. As in Her I'm name is K. Because he says, Dang, K. Like in Men in Black. Yes. K. K, come on. Okay, number four. Listen, you fucking fringe. If I throw you a dog a bone, I don't want to know if it tastes good or not. You stop me again whilst I'm walking, and I'll cut your fucking Jacobs off. Calamotil. It's uh, Bricktop in Snatch. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Uh, and the actor's name, I don't know. Anyone else from Do you pass? Name the actor? Do you pass? Name of the actor? Very famous? No. Johnny? Big glasses. Yeah, big glasses. Uh, That's half a point. <laughs> Stop me again whilst I'm walking. I'll cut your fucking Jacobs, Jacob's off. off. Uh, no <laughs> idea. Jacobs crackers, knackers. Um, Alan Ford. So a point goes begging there. Probably the best character in Snatch. Son of Harrison Ford. <laughs> I don't think so. Son. <laughs> Cousin. I had him um, when I was minus eight. <laughs> Uh, and the last one again this is hard um, alright number five okay do, right here we go number five I do believe Marcellus Wallace my husband your boss Harry oh, I think that was, was, Harry, was that was Harry? Harry I think that Harry's second, but he's not hugely confident but go on Uma Thurman correct point there Uma Thurman played Pulp Fiction part. the film is Pulp Fiction that's another point Character, I mean, I've given you half no, name. I've given you half Last name's Wallace. Johnny's Mia. 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 Ah, and out of nowhere, with the assist from O'Toole, Anton. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Okay, so that gives Johnny a total of three points tough because he was itching for that fourth. Callum, that is he now was. on six. Harry's on five, maybe uh, seven if we give him the other two points. I, I don't know if he was no. quicker. Um, but can't say no. That's, no, that's, that's, I want that. my points. Do you know what nemesis means? A righteous infliction of retribution manifested by an appropriate agent. Personified in this case by an honourable cunt. Me. Right, so that's it for another episode. But next week's show is bound to be an absolute classic as we're doing one of my favourite films of all time, recommended by Mark Stack, it's LA Confidential. Mark, obviously not in the podcast this week. Has anyone got any wild, wild plans this week? Harry, are you going to just like abandon the bed and just go like full hammock? Oh, yeah, I'm going to go full hammock. I'm not, I, <laughs> <laughs> it'll be pretty dangerous. I'm on quite Banana a hammock. Is it cool if I hang a hammock in here? <laughs> this is going to be that guy with like a beard and long hair. Um, no, I'm going to go to bed. I'm very tired. Yeah, that makes sense. It is only it is half seven, so that is long past your bedtime. <laughs> Ollie, what have you got in the pipeline? Plans. Uh, probably just going to break some social distancing rules and uh, go to my parents. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't know nothing. Probably some Zoom stuff. Probably a fucking quiz. Yay! Uh, I'm just going to drink myself into a stupor. And Johnny, more Euro '96 in your in uh, your immediate future. I must suffer for Euro '96. So uh. there's, I'm probably several games behind. So I, that that will be the weekend's viewing. I mean, Spoiler who's going to win out of England, Scotland? That's what I really want to know. Spoiler alert, Gareth Southgate misses. <gasps> when me and Sophie went to stay with Dave Sporey at the... Uh, what pub did he work at? The... Uh, the big one in, in Parsons Green. I, and I was in the kitchen, I was like, mate, there are like dead bugs everywhere in here. Is that not like a bit unsanitary? He's like, oh, mate, 
We're in London. Every pub is just full of rats and mice and bugs. They're everywhere. You can't get rid of them. Like, there's nothing you can do. I was like, oh, okay, fine. And he goes, yeah, um, we just keep a, a bottle of Raid hanging around for like for, for these kind of purposes. And he had this massive bottle of Raid. I was like, oh, fine, no worries. Anyway, chatting again for like another 20 seconds. He was like, oh, put the kettle on. I was like, yeah, sure, no worries. Uh. Picked up pick, <laughs> picked up the, uh, the kettle and just hundreds of bugs just scurried from underneath all over the place and Dave just goes shit get the raid (laughs) (laughs) Callum kicked me just kicked me like you kicked Harry out of aggression like you friends like might puss each other and stuff but he thought it was okay to just kick me I kicked him (laughs) I I was having the worst day 